you avoid common injuries in your everyday life? What are the best first aid techniques? How do you keep your home, workplace, and family safe? Welcome to Safety is Your First Choice with your host, Todd Murray. Today, he'll discuss best practices to help you steer clear of hazards, prevent injuries, and accidents. Now, here is Todd Murray. Hello, welcome. First airing of Safety is Your First Choice with your host here, me, Todd Murray. So, what I'd like to do today, it's our our first show, and I want to give you some... uh, a little bit of information, a little bit of information about me, about the show, what you guys can expect, what we're looking for, what you can expect to see over the over the time period here. So, the uh, the show, safety is your first choice. It uh, it's basically going to cover your safety needs, concerns, things you didn't know you should ask. You know, I'm a a little bit about myself. I'm a firefighter. I've been a firefighter here in uh, the Phoenix area, uh, Chandler, Arizona, for 19 years. 19 years I've been on the fire truck. On the fire truck, I'm uh, I'm a special ops firefighter. So I'm certified in uh, home or hazardous materials response, spills, chemical spills, clim- chemical cleanup, decontamination process. I'm also trained in technical rescue. So we do those mountain rescues, swift water. Not a lot of swift water in Arizona. But uh, we, do, we do cover swift water training, building collapse, uh, confined space, confined space rescue, things of that nature. So I, I've been trained in a lot of different areas. I'm, uh, I'm also certified through Homeland Security, Department of Defense, FEMA, IAFF, a bunch of different letters that I'm certified in. I won't bore you with all of that. But needless to say, I've taken a lot of training courses in safety, how to respond to safety situations, mass casualty situations, things of that nature. So while I was on the fire truck, you know, we get called out on a variety variety of different calls. Some of those different calls, you know, I, I see our, we like to say our customers or the people that need us, and they they have certain concerns, you know, being on the fire service and uh, the fire department for 19 years, I have a little bit of background. I've gone through so many trainings, like I mentioned. So I look at things a little bit differently than, than other people do. Some of those things I see that, uh, it's information that just regular people or lay person out there may not know. They just don't know. And you know, you know, what is the saying? You don't know what you don't know kind of deal. So my goal here is to, you know, get with some of these experts in different areas, interview these experts and find out what is it we should be asking. If we don't know what our choices are, how are we supposed to make safety our first choice? So my goal here is to be able to present information from a variety of topics. I'm going to use just my everyday life, things that I've seen going through life and say to myself, yeah, that's, I I know how to take the the safe path, but does everybody know how to take the safe path in this situation? So I would also look at, uh, I'm I'm looking into experts in resort safety, food safety, uh, going into a surgery. You know, there's people get some anxieties when they're dealing with maybe 
being put under under anesthesia. So I'll look at those different areas, ask those experts, hey, what is it that the layperson, or me included, what do we need to ask? What are the safety things? What kind of things do we need to be concerned about? Okay. So that's, that's the goal of the show. You know, the format will be, I'll do an introduction for the first portion. We'll have our little commercial breaks, interview a customer or uh, interview a person. And uh, I have two segments of that. And then I'll finish off with uh, kind of a potpourri type setup where we'll answer questions from you, the viewer or the listener. We'll answer those questions. We have multiple ways of getting in touch with us. We have safety is your first choice at Gmail. We also have safety is your first choice on Facebook. You know, you're welcome to use the variety channel. Call in, call in questions. We'll we'll answer those questions. If we don't get to them this week, we'll 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 get to them next week. So we'll utilize all kinds of resources to be able to get your questions, find out what you're interested in. If you guys have a topic out there that you'd like a little bit more information on, please go to uh, safetyisyourfirstchoice at gmail.com. Send us that information or go to the uh, Voice America Variety Channel. I have a page there. Click on that. Send us in what you're looking for. I'd be more than happy to uh, research that, find out what those pertinent questions are, find out what those real real deep questions, things that we don't know we should ask, find out what those questions are and get those back to you. I'll take a look at uh, every safety aspect and being in a safety person myself, be able to deliver that to you in a way that you understand and that I understand actually <laughs> as well. So a little bit more about myself. So I'm married, I have uh, three children. Um, I actually own a couple of companies. Uh, CPR Baby is one of them, and Emergency Response Consulting and Training. They're both safety companies. One was designed, CPR Baby, was designed from uh, me having my children. Having children and uh, being concerned about their well-being. You know, when you have a child, that's your, your number one commodity, let's say. You know, that's your, that's your, your bundle of joy. You know, nothing means more to you than that infant. And uh, the first time that you want to leave that infant alone, you know, that can be a stressful situation for you. So I, uh, you know, I could tell you a real funny story. If, you know, when you have a baby, you, when you, your wife and you get pregnant, we, uh, it's all about the baby. You know, you're, you're, you're a family, you're, you're spending your time together. You know, that whole process takes nine, ten months. You know, you don't kind of, you dislodge from your friends and you don't really get to see many people because, you know, you're that pregnant couple. <laughs> so you end up having the baby, everything's great, and you still, you know, it's still all about the infant. But deep down, you know that you still need some uh, some parent time. You know, reconnect with your, your, your wife, your spouse need to reconnect. So you need to get some time apart. So with that in mind, I was thinking of uh, how can we do this in a way that we can have our little one or little bundle of joy with somebody else outside of our control, which when you're a new parent is extremely scary. And we still go out and have a good time together. Reconnect. 
remember why we had this bundle of joy in the beginning, you know? It's extremely important to have things that have that time together so that you basically, I would say, a, a mental break. You know, you need to be an adult. Adults need time. So I came up with CPR Baby. They're uh, infant body suits that have CPR instructions on them, right? So you can put your loved one, your little bundle of joy in this little CPR Baby onesie and uh, be assured that after your uh, babysitter, grandparent, whatever, after they've taken a CPR class, they remember actually how to do CPR on your little one. So, it's a it's a cute little deal. We've got uh, we've got little caricatures on there that kind of give you cues on how to where to place your fingers and how to do uh, CPR. It's a cute little deal. Uh, we like them. You can take a look at them at CPRbaby.com. But one of the biggest things that I found from that is that uh, not a lot of people take CPR classes. More and more people are doing so. But not a lot of people are taking CPR classes. And then not only that, there's a lot of misconceptions about CPR. So today's show, I'd like to, uh, I'd like to talk a little bit more about that. You know, our biggest, uh, our biggest thing out there is our children. We need to we protect them with all, all we got. See, it starts with CPR in case of an emergency. It's one of those things that we could best be prepared is to take a CPR class Make sure that everybody that uh, comes in contact with our children, our loved ones, they've taken a CPR class as well. So today I'd like to clear up some misconception things and things about that. You know, and I'll still talk a little bit about myself uh, so that you can get to know me, that kind of thing. And um, we'll cover uh, some infant safety uh, basics and let us know and I'll let you guys know a little bit more about CPR and why it's important uh, for children, infants, and adults as well. Looks like we're coming close to our first commercial break. So with that said, I want you to stay tuned. We'll come back after the break. Want to re uh, let you know again, safety is your first choice on Facebook. Safety is your first choice at gmail.com. A couple of ways you can get a hold. Send us your questions. We'd love to hear them. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with safety is your first choice. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. The joy of being a parent begins with knowing what to do in case of an emergency. At CPR Baby, safeguarding the health of your infant is their number one goal. They offer a selection of onesies imprinted with visual cues that enable parents and others to perform proper CPR on your baby in the event of an emergency. Wrap your bundle of joy and the comfort of knowing, knowing that CPR Baby is there for you in case of an emergency. Visit CPRBaby.com today. Have you ever experienced the joy of living? Not just aspects of your life, but the true joy of life itself. Barry Shore has. You could call him an ambassador of joy. From a successful entrepreneur to becoming a quadriplegic due to a rare disease to his ongoing recovery through swimming and physical rehabilitation. 
Barry now presents his gifts to others as host of The Joy of Living. All you need to do is tune in. Listen live every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Safety is Your First Choice. To reach Todd Murray or his guest today, feel free to call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to safetyisyourfirstchoice at gmail.com. Now back to this week's show. Welcome back. We, uh, we made it to the second segment. So, as I talked about in the first uh, first segment, there we are looking at uh, infant safety, infant CPR. I told you a little bit about CPR baby and uh, how I came about thinking that business up and creating a life saving CPR onesie that can can protect your infant or or help protect your infant when you're not around, when somebody else, when you entrust that person to watch your little one, to. Uh, to watch your little one, that little infant bodysuit can help give them the cues or clues or cues to to really protect that infant and, and do what's right in case of an emergency. So with that uh, and that whole line of thought, let's talk about a little bit about uh, CPR. Uh, I teach a lot of different CPR classes and things with uh, my other business, uh, not only CPR Baby because we do in-home training and in-home safety CPR classes, but with emergency response consulting and training, uh, that company, I go to industry and I teach different classes there. So I was I was at a, a training class and I was uh, about to start the CPR portion of the training, and a person raised their hand and obviously I called on them and they said, "Well, you know, I remember, you know, I remember last year when." My instructor, or two years ago, when my instructor told me that uh, no more breasts are needed. No more breasts are needed for doing CPR. And I kind of paused. You know, there's there's all kinds of uh, misconceptions. So I, I, that's one of those things that I'd like to get cleared up, especially because it's important with infants and children. Uh, statistics show that Infants and children typically go into cardiac arrest because of the lack of airway, breathing problems. Okay. All CPR does is circulate oxygenated blood. Okay. All CPR does is circulate oxygenated blood. So the thought is that if we can circulate that oxygenated blood, we can keep the brain alive and keep that nice and healthy until the things that are needed. Now, for infants and children, CPR can bring back infants and children. That may be all that they need. So with that said, if you take a certification class for CPR, the proper way to do CPR is with compressions and breaths. 
One of the other questions that was brought up was that uh, wasn't sure on the, the ratios of compressions to breaths. In the past, you know, there's been a variety of different combinations, you know. Currently, the recognized compressions to breaths is 30 compressions to two breaths, okay? Now, if you don't take a certification class, they talk about compression-only CPR. And, and that comes about because of one, one issue is the Good Samaritan Law. Right, the Good Samaritan law that's been passed in all all fifty states states that if you if you stop to assist someone, you don't work outside of your scope of practice. Okay, you're not pulling a MacGyver or something of that nature and pulling out a big pen and trying to open up their airway with it. If you do what you've been trained to do, you're not looking for compensation. You're not telling somebody, hey. I tell you what, you give me 15 bucks, I'll help you. <laughs> then you are not liable. If you're not grossly neg negligent in your actions, if you're only trying to help and you have you know, a good heart and you're trying to do what's right and you're staying within your scope of training, you're not liable. Well, I guess it could look like if you were that person that you didn't take a class, but you saw something on how to do CPR and you, you wanted to do just compressions. Before they talked about compression-only CPR, you, if you would have stopped and done something, I guess there is that gray area that, you know, you may not be considered under the Good Samaritan Law. Just for the simple fact that you were working outside of your scope of training because you didn't take a training class. Once you, once you take a training class, then yeah, you're covered under that Good Samaritan law. So what they've done is they've advertised compression-only CPR. Some people believe or thought or may still believe that that replaces compressions in breasts. And that's not exactly true. Okay. Now I've mentioned that with children and infants. I mentioned earlier Children and infants go into cardiac arrest typically because of an airway issue. I've also mentioned that CPR, all CPR does is circulate oxygenated blood. Now, if your infant or child goes into cardiac arrest because of it's an airway issue, so the lack of oxygenated blood, compression only will not help that infant. It may do some. Okay, you do get some passive air movement while you're doing those compression-only CPR, but the best thing for children and infants is due to compressions and breasts. One of the other criteria for compression-only CPR is that it's good for 12 years or older, or puberty and older. So compression-only CPR is not meant for children and infants. So that's one of those misconceptions I'd like to get cleared up. Okay. If you take a CPR class, a certification class, the proper way to do CPR is with chest compressions and breaths. Now, throughout the process of doing CPR, there are some criteria if you don't have a face barrier and you don't feel comfortable putting your mouth on someone else, that you could do compression-only CPR. There's different techniques and things that you can do to help open up the airway to allow for that oxygen to, to pass passively. 
to allow them to get some oxygen into their bloodstream while you're doing the chest compressions. Okay. On average, the brain stays alive approximately six to eight minutes without oxygenated blood. So that's why it's imperative that we get started with doing chest compressions and start getting that oxygenated blood in there. So that gives us enough time for the fire department, EMS, to arrive on scene to be able to help assist and taking care of the person you're helping. So that's one of those misconceptions I'd like to have cleared up. Doing, those, doing CPR, 30 compressions to two breaths, one of the things that we found out during research is that chest compressions need to be done at a rate of about 120 beats per second. Okay, 120 compressions uh, per minute, sorry. <laughs> 120 per second would be pretty quick. So 120 compressions per minute, okay, on a rate of 120 compressions per minute. That's the rate that you want to try to sustain. Now, when I teach my classes, I like to teach them, you know, anywhere on the, a little bit on the lower side from my experience just being on the fire department. So we received our, our monitors, um, and those are the devices that you, you see in movies that show a heart rhythm, and then you have paddles, and you can shock and help stimulate the heart to get that back up and running and, and, and work in the proper way. So we have our monitors. We have a little introduced uh, a couple years back. We call it a puck. This is a little device that you place in the center of the chest, and it rates your depth and rate of doing chest compressions. And we can utilize this. We can turn a function on on that monitor to be able to tell us how quickly we're doing our chest compressions and how accurately, how deep we're going. Okay. So when we first got these devices, we... We put it on our, our mannequins and we started doing our chest compressions, thinking we're doing the, the you know the right rate. Come to find out, we were we were like 160, 200 beats per minute. What we thought was 120 beats per minute was extremely off. We were going way too fast. Why is that a problem? Well, we need to give that heart enough time to to fill back up. Okay, we need to give time for that blood to be pushed out. But we needed to be able to open that heart to open back up and accept more nice oxygenated blood. The heart con consists of one-way valves. So we do our chest compressions. Blood, You push down, blood goes in one direction. You let up, blood fills back in. You push down, blood goes in the correct direction again. Okay. If we go too fast, you're only going to let in just a little bit of blood. And you're only going to push out just a little bit of blood. Okay. If you go too slow it'll get too stagnant. So what we need to do is that ideal range, okay? So like I said before, I like to teach a little bit slower so that in the heat of the moment, like when we were doing our first tests with our the puck and our mannequins and we were a little bit excited, with that extra adrenaline, you, you go a little bit faster. So I like to teach just a little bit less than 120 so that in the event unfortunate event that you have to perform CPR, you're going to be right about the right, uh, the right rate, about 120 beats per minute. Now, some of the other little misconceptions that we have about, uh, or maybe not even misconceptions, but some of the things that we need to keep in mind about infants and, and uh, CPR and safety is like, 
I mentioned that it's an airway issue, typically, which is rightfully so, right? Our infants, their airway is a lot smaller than ours. And how do, how do little ones determine what something is? You know, do they pick it up and show it to you and say, hey, what is this, mom or dad or grandma, grandpa? You know, they pick it up, first place it goes, they might look at it for a second, but after they do that, boom, right in the mouth. Yeah? Can anyone relate with that? So, with a smaller airway and little ones going around, they're crawling around on the floor, they're looking for every little thing, they're going to find something you had no idea was there. And then they're going to pick it up, look at it, and shove it in their mouth. Choking is one of those issues that we need to deal with with infants, right? Because it can happen. It can happen easily and quickly. A lot of people, uh, a lot of people know the Heimlich maneuver, but the Heimlich maneuver is for adults. Okay, any children and adults, anyone over one years old can have the Heimlich maneuver done. If you're less than one years old, you can't do the Heimlich maneuver. Reason being, vital organs haven't been pushed up underneath the rib cage yet for little infants. So the Heimlich maneuver could cause damage or cause some issues with the little ones. So we don't want to do that. Okay? So we are going to, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we return, I'll tell you a little story about my personal experience with my young child, my youngest child, and uh, what we had to do to do that. And then I'll tell you what needs to take place to be able to clear that airway for a, a young infant. Remember, you can send your questions to safetyisyourfirstchoice at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Facebook. You can call into the show, and I encourage you to do so. Send us, send us your questions and concerns, and we'll get back to you. Again, thank you, and we'll see you after the break. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. The joy of being a parent begins with knowing what to do in case of an emergency. At CPR Baby, safeguarding the health of your infant is their number one goal. They offer a selection of onesies imprinted with visual cues that enable parents and others to perform proper CPR on your baby in the event of an emergency. Wrap your bundle of joy and the comfort of knowing, knowing that CPR Baby is there for you in case of an emergency. Visit CPRBaby.com today. Have you found the beauty inside of you? Join Bonnie Bonadeo each week for Beauty Inside and Out. We'll explain how beauty plays a part in everybody's lives. Our guests are makeup artists, hairdressers, and doctors. But we'll also feature holistic and wellness specialists and spiritual advisors. You can find that beauty inside and express it to its fullest on the outside. Tune in to Beauty Inside and Out every Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? 
If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Safety is Your First Choice. To reach Todd Murray or his guest today, feel free to call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to safetyisyourfirstchoice at gmail.com. Now back to this week's show. Hey, welcome back. Thank you very much. Safety is your first choice. Remember, follow us on Facebook. Safety is your first choice. And, and send us your questions, questions and concerns. Call into the show. Uh, make sure you do that. We're looking forward to hearing from you, and we'll get some of these uh, questions and things answered. The more information that's out there, the better we all can be, the safer that we all can be. So we were talking about uh, choking. I told you I promised you a little story about uh, well, my experience with, uh, with choking. So when my uh, little one, I think he was around... Around, uh, he was he was crawling, so uh, not not quite walking. Um, no, yeah, he was walking, so he was probably about two years old. So uh, he, uh, we had come back from the store, and I'm I'm in the pantry and helping put some groceries and things away, and you know, as little kids are, he came he came downstairs and he's like, Daddy, 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 and he's showing me this little mask he had, this little monster mask, you know, and he's like, Rawr, you know, Rawr, and I was, you know, I looked down at him, I'm like, oh, okay, so uh, scary, wow, okay. You know, and I was, you know, as parents do at that point in, in, <laughs> in life, and I'm uh, continuing doing what I'm doing, putting stuff in the pantry, I believe. Well, uh, he, uh, he also had a um, a penny. He's like, Daddy, oh, money, money, you know, I, I got this here. And I'm like, oh, great, son, go put that in your piggy bank. So uh, he ran off. He, he went to go put this penny in his piggy bank. So I thought, you know, silly me, parent thinking, kid's going to do as you, you ask him or tell him to do, right? So... You know, and he comes back again with this monster mask, and he's, you know, maybe just a minute or two later, comes back, and he's rah, rah, rah again. Well, this time, he dropped the mask. And, you know, the corner of my eye, I'm kind of looking at him, and uh, I'm saying, you know, hey, you know, are you okay? Are you, you know, okay? You know, you can tell. As a parent, you know, you can tell your child. You're taking a look at his face, and he's looking anxious. He's kind of he's kind of gasping a little bit, and you know, and so inside I'm dying, I'm I'm dying. I'm kneeling down, looking at him, getting down to his level so that I could kind of look at him somewhat eye to eye. And I'm like, you know, are you okay? Are you okay? My wife's in the background. Help him! Help him! You're the firefighter. Help him! I'm like, okay, you know, all right, okay, I got this. I got this. I'll let me let me do this. So I'm I'm rubbing his shoulder and I'm encouraging him to cough, and. 
I'm looking at him, and uh, like I say, it's it's just killing me inside. He he eventually he he coughs up this penny, you know, and I'm like, oh good, okay, you know, a sigh of relief, everything else. While he proceeds to run and jump into my wife's arms, and I'm like, wait, whoa, huh? I'm the one that helped you here, you know, that kind of deal. But with that said, choking situations can pop up at any point. All right. Now I know that uh, I'm sure the majority of people out there you've you've choked on stuff and coughed and gagged that kind of deal, right? Now I I used to do back when there was a Babies R Us out there. I used to do all the infant safety training classes in the valley for uh, Babies R Us, and I would ask you know how many people I ask a show of hands how many people out there have uh, have ever choked or had the Heimlich maneuver done on them. And we'd see, I'd see approximately, you know, maybe out of a thousand people, maybe 10. So 10% or so of people uh, would have had the Heimlich maneuver done on them. So with that said, our bodies are designed to clear their own airways. And we do a good job of it. The majority of us don't have any problems, no needs, you know, no issues. There's a couple people out there, bodies might need some help. No, but our bodies are designed to clear their own airways. And they do a really good job at it. So if somebody's coughing, including your infant or child, encourage them to keep coughing. Let their bodies do what they're supposed to do to work. Let their bodies work. If we start grabbing them, jostling them, hitting them, doing like my mom used to do, hang me upside down with one foot and have me jump on one foot and one arm in the air and she'd beat me in the back and that kind of stuff to try to clear my airway, right? Not needed. Allow your child, infant, or even an adult to clear their own way. If they're coughing, it's not an emergency. If they're breathing in, coughing out, not an emergency. It's an emergency once they stop moving air completely. Once that airway is blocked. Once they're not able to breathe in and cough out. That's an emergency. So for my little one, you know, um, for infants, as I mentioned before the break, Infants are too young to have the Heimlich maneuver done on them because of those organs are just, they're below the rib cage. They haven't been pushed up under the rib cage to protect those vital organs. If you tried to do the Heimlich maneuver on, a little, on an infant, you could cause some internal damage. And obviously we don't want that. So for an infant, we like to give five back blows and five chest thrusts. Basically giving chest compressions the same spot you would do CPR, but you know, giving those chest compressions, keeping the head low and making sure the mouth is clear. Okay, so you do back blows, chest thrusts, and then you'd look in the mouth and see if you could see what uh, whatever it is they're choking on. You would, you, you would repeat that step, those steps, giving five back blows, five chest thrusts, keeping the head low, making sure the mouth is clear, looking for that object, till the object came out. Okay? I always like to say you want to look in the mouth and to see if you see that object. See if you can get... Don't reach into that mouth until you know you can grab that object out. Okay? So you're looking for the object, so just seeing it's not easy enough or is not good enough. Just seeing that object in the mouth is not good enough. You need to be able to see that object and know you're able to pull that object out. You know, I, I kind of use the deal like a, a toilet paper roll in a Super Bowl. You can see the Super Bowl down there, but if you try to reach down there with your finger to grab that Super Bowl, all you're going to do is hit the top of it and you'll push it a little bit deeper in, right? 
you're not going to be able to pull that ball out of that uh, toilet paper roll, right? The size of our fingers, the size of an infant's mouth, our fingers are huge compared to the, the opening, their mouth and throat. So if you just see the object and you try to reach in and, and do something with it, if you can't actually grab it, all you're going to do is push it in deeper and get it lodged more. So don't put any fingers in there until you know you can grab that object out of there, right? One of the questions that I always get uh, when I would do those infant safety classes for Babies or Us is that, uh, how hard do you hit? You know, how, how hard do you do those back blows? Me being a firefighter and kind of a little smart alecky sometimes, don't hold it against me. I would say hard enough to make the object come out, duh, right? <laughs> Didn't seem like the appropriate answer. So what I came up with was that hard enough to get the object out, but you're going to burp your infant thousands of times over the first couple of years, right? So I would start with the same pressure that you use to burp your infant. Okay, you know the story that I told you about with uh, my my little one and choking on a penny, that kind of thing. If you start giving back blows at about the same pressure that you do, uh, you're burping your infant. The anxiety level that you feel with that object still being in there, you will gradually hit a little bit harder and a little bit harder till that object comes out. It'll just be a natural thing. You'll be extremely anxious, as I was, and I never got to that point where I needed to, uh, to do uh, heavier back blows or actually, because he was over two years old, I would have done the Heimlich maneuver for him. But he was still coughing. So at that point, the proper thing to do was to encourage him to keep coughing. Stay with him, keep an eye on him, comfort him. Try not to show how anxious you are inside. Okay. And encourage him to keep coughing. As he did, and he, he coughed the, the, the penny up. So encourage your, your infants or your per anyone, actually, to keep coughing. The thing about doing the Heimlich maneuver, if you do the Heimlich maneuver while the person is, can still get air past that object, when you do the Heimlich maneuver, you force all the air out of their lungs. You can force all the air out, and when they take that big gasp back in, it could get blocked prior to getting the air into their lungs again. So now if you try to do the Heimlich maneuver, there's no air behind that object, no air in their lungs behind the object to be able to force that object out of the way. So that would make that Heimlich maneuver less effective. Best way to do the Heimlich maneuver, stay with a person, let them know that you're going to help them. I advocate against just jumping behind somebody and grabbing it. If somebody's choking, fearing for their life, and you jump up behind them without announcing yourself, don't be surprised if you don't get an elbow or something. He goes, hey, I know if it was me and I'm choking, fearing for my life, and somebody came up behind and grabbed me, even if they were trying to help me, if they didn't tell me that, <laughs> I may not be as receptive as they think I should be. So announce yourself, let them know that you were there to help. Wait until they cannot make 
a sound. And then go ahead and do that Heimlich maneuver. Likewise with an infant. They're, they're, you know, they can't talk. But as a parent, you know your infant. Infants will, will change color. And if they're not breathing, they'll look extremely excited, agitated. And you'll be able to tell that they're not doing very well. Okay? So you'd end up giving them those five back blows, five chest thrusts, keep the head low. And also those uh, CPR baby uh, infant bodysuits, they have those directions on, on them. They can help. They also give you the cues, the, the cues of where to place your fingers and where to give back blows. So extremely helpful. I suggest everybody take a CPR class, in-home training class, or get a training class somewhere. It's a valuable course. Now for infants and children, because it's typically an airway issue, CPR can help save and bring back children and infants. It's extremely important you get that training. Looks like we're getting pretty close to our uh, next commercial break. I'd like to say again, hey, send us all your questions, concerns. Uh, safety is your first choice at gmail.com. Also, you can call those questions, concerns in. We'd love to hear from you. After the break, we will uh, we will finish up on our CPR stuff and uh, see what uh, what kind of misconceptions we can get uh, squared away and talked about. Again, thank you. For safety at your first choice. We'll hear. We'll see you uh, after the break. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. The joy of being a parent begins with knowing what to do in case of an emergency. At CPR Baby, safeguarding the health of your infant is their number one goal. They offer a selection of onesies imprinted with visual cues that enable parents and others to perform proper CPR on your baby in the event of an emergency. Wrap your bundle of joy in the comfort of knowing, knowing that CPR Baby is there for you in case of an emergency. Visit CPRBaby.com today. Have you found the beauty inside of you? Join Bonnie Bonadeo each week for Beauty Inside and Out. We'll explain how beauty plays a part in everybody's lives. Our guests are makeup artists, hairdressers, and doctors. But we'll also feature holistic and wellness specialists and spiritual advisors. You can find that beauty inside and express it to its fullest on the outside. Tune in to Beauty Inside and Out every Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access all the time. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Music. 
You are listening to Safety is Your First Choice. To reach Todd Murray or his guest today, feel free to call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to safetyisyourfirstchoice at gmail.com. Now back to this week's show. Welcome back. We're at our final segment of the show. You know, uh, safety is your first choice at gmail.com. We, uh, today's show, kind of, you know, I wanted to give you guys some information about myself, give you some information about kind of how the show's going to go, what we're going to talk about, try to, try to let you guys know what it is, uh, what is it we thought up for you. See if uh, if it makes sense, and see if it's something that you guys are interested into and and interested in. So I'm glad uh, I'm glad we made it to this point. We covered some infant safety, infant CPR stuff. Kind of picked uh, took care of some misconceptions about CPR. You know, I've had a, a few things that um, a couple areas that I I wanted to to also talk about because we talked about CPR, we talked about choking, and I mentioned that. Uh, Infants and children, they go into cardiac arrest typically because of airway issues. You know, that's also, you know, something that we have to to deal with, not only here in the valley, but all over the country, coastal countries, is the drowning situation, you know. And that's, that's keeping your eye on your children and your infants is, uh, is something we have to do. You know, in the valley, we've had multiple drownings and People, we have pool fence city regulations. We have pool fences and, and that kind of sort. With, uh, but for some reason, we still end up having infant drownings. Okay, you know, a couple of years back, I read a read an article and it kind of kind of bothered me. I guess is uh, a lady was trained in CPR. Her infant. Or I'm not sure if it was an infant or, or a young child drowned. She was able to get the child or infant out of the out of the pool. Uh, she didn't start CPR uh, when it was when she was questioned. You know, afterwards, they asked her, you know, why why didn't you why didn't you start CPR? Her response was she was afraid she was going to hurt her child. Okay, she said she was afraid she was going to hurt her child. Now, in that type of a situation, I want to reassure you, there is nothing you can do to make that situation worse. If you pull your, your infant or child out of the, uh, the pool in that type of a situation, there is nothing you can do to make that situation worse. Okay, start CPR. CPR will not damage the heart will not cause any issues. It will only make a situation better. Okay, CPR will only make that situation better. Funny story, um, a few years back as well, it was on uh, New Year's Eve. So I was on the fire truck and we got a call, a 911 call and got called out for a person that passed away. So, you know, we jump in the truck and we lights and sirens, speeding through the city. We get to the house. Well, we pull up in front and uh, the scene didn't look the way we expected it. There was two guys running around in the front yard, one chasing the other one, one screaming, one guy holding his chest. Apparently, the one guy 
took a CPR class, kind of forgot a couple of steps. His buddy, at this point, they were drinking, and his buddy passed out. Well, some of the CPR training was was uh, right there for him, so he, he jumped in and just started doing chest compressions on his buddy. Well, he wasn't... Uh, he didn't need CPR, needless to say. He had just passed out. So with that said, he got a couple of chest compressions in. Yeah, he hurt his chest and that kind of stuff, but he is not, it, the CPR did not hurt him more. Okay, he was just fine. So with that said, if you feel you need to do CPR, if your child or infant is unresponsive, not responding to any way, not breathing, start CPR. If you start CPR and they start breathing, start moving, start coughing, start crying, perfect. That's what we want to have happen. Never, never hesitate to start CPR. Never hesitate to start CPR because you think you might hurt the infant or child. Now, I highly encourage everybody to take a CPR class. If it's not with us, we have online training classes. We do in-home training classes, things of that nature. If it's not with us, locate somewhere to get a CPR class. Okay? When you're dealing with drowning patients, infants, they're, you know, they passed away because of the airway issues. CPR can save an infant and child. I can't emphasize that enough. Let's see. You know... It's, it's funny, this is the section that I, I mentioned earlier, the, the last section, kind of a potpourri type section. This is where we'll answer questions from callers. We'll answer questions uh, from emails. Uh, so today, you know, I've had, uh, you know, I've let people know that we we're gonna be doing this show and have, I've had people over the years asking questions about the fire service. Um, one of the questions we get, you know, in, in, in Chandler, we work on a 4896 schedule. So what that means is that we go in, and we work 48 hours straight, and then we have four days off, 96 hours off, okay? For some reason, people think that we stay awake for 48 hours. <laughs> some people think that. So I just want to let people know, hey, we do go to sleep. We had a call where a person was, I think they were... They gave us a 911 call or, or something, and, and they were a little bit intoxicated at 2 or 3 in the morning, and they were surprised that we looked like we were sleepy. So with that said, we, uh, we, do take, we do go to bed. We do have beds and that kind of stuff. It's like our house away from home. We sometimes call it fire jail, but um, we, uh, we, do, we, do take, uh, we do go to sleep. So let's see, what, uh, what other little misconceptions? Oh, this is almost like a public, and public service announcement. You see a fire truck behind you, please look both ways, slow down, and pull to the right. All my engineer friends out there that drive the fire truck will appreciate this. Slow down, pull over to the right when you see a fire truck. Please don't slam on the brakes in front of us. It's extremely difficult to stop that truck. We've got uh, 500 gallons of water and stuff in that truck. It's very, it's, it's difficult to stop. So pull to the right. So 
we're uh, coming to the end of the show. Hopefully you found this information extremely important. It, it means a lot to me. I uh, kind of dedicated my life to safety and uh, helping others in this uh, aspect. Being in the fire service, creating two companies that help make sure people are safe. CPR Baby, uh, which can be found on CPR Baby on Facebook, CPRBaby.com as well. ERCNT, Emergency Response Consulting and Training. I teach to industry, emergency response teams, CPR training, hazmat response, confined space awareness, confined space standby. We do all that stuff at uh, emergency response consulting and training. That can be found at ERCT.net. That's ERCT.net and CPRBaby.com. Again, this is Safety at your Safety is Your First Choice. And you can locate us on Facebook as well. See, safety is your first choice on Facebook. And uh, can be emailed at safetyisyourfirstchoice at gmail.com. I appreciate you listening. You know, safety is a, uh, it's not a passive thing. Safety is active. So you need to take part in how you protect yourself and your family and go through life in a safe manner. We have a variety of choices out there, okay? Make safety be one of the first things you think of. Then make those other choices. Continue to listen to the show. I'm going to have experts on on a variety of topics. I'll take some current events. I'll do uh, current events from around the country, okay? And I'll get those experts out here to answer those questions. We don't know what we don't know, right? We don't know what questions to ask. Right? So we'll get the experts that do know those correct questions to ask. We'll get them in here. So stay tuned. I encourage you to send us some, uh, some feedback. Send your questions. Safety is your first choice at gmail.com. Also follow us on Facebook, and you can post some questions and things there as well. Tell me what you think. Tell me what, uh, let me know what we need to do better, what you'd like to hear, what you'd like to see. Okay? I'll have a variety of things coming for you. Okay? Thanks again for joining us today. We look forward to seeing you next week. Make sure you have a, make it a great and safe week. Till then, this is Todd Murray with Safety is Your First Choice. Look forward to talking to you again soon. Take care. Thank you so much for tuning in this week for Safety is Your First Choice. Be sure to join host Todd Murray again next Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition of the program on the Voice America Variety Channel. This week, be safe.